Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. But I honor the Lord for his presence in this place. That God would give us another day of life. That we come and we have the opportunity to worship him in both spirit and in truth. I want you to quickly take up your Bibles. So good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. I want us to look at John chapter 7. I want to go quickly because the time is far spent. So I want us to get into God's word. I believe God is and please with our worship, please with us remembering him through the sacrifice of communion. And now it's time for the word. John chapter 7. I want us to look at verses 37 through 39. Reading for the New Living Translation of the Bible. If we can stand in reverence of God's holy word. The Bible says on the last day the climax of the festival Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds anyone who is thirsty may come to me anyone who believes in me may come and drink Ooh, that's good news for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart when he said living water he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him but the spirit had yet not been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. It says this in verse number 38. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. That's good news. You may be seated in the presence. I, I want to start a sermon series called To Them That Believe. Somebody say, it's necessary that I believe to them that believe. And this morning, I want to focus on the importance to them that believe. But I need us to understand something. There's a distinction and difference between believing in God and to believe God. Somebody say there's a difference. There's a difference between believing in God and to believe God. In other words, you, you can believe in God. Somebody say his presence. But there's another thing to believe God. Some would say his power. Yeah, many of us really don't believe God. We, we, we believe in him. We believe that, that he exists, that there's a level of presence. But when it comes to believing God for the power that we need to work in our lives, somebody say many of us fall short. Yeah, many of us fall short. When it comes the time to believe God, many of us really don't believe him. And herein lies one of the reasons that many believers never receive their full benefits from God because many believers fail to believe God. Here's how I know this because I don't, y'all, sometimes it's just go over people's head and I need to give y'all Bible. The Bible says, for you believe that there is one God good for you. Somebody say good for you. Even the demons believe this. So many of us believe that God exists, but when we need God to move in our lives, we get in our, in our little um, 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 postures that we don't believe him to move as we need him to move. This means if we're not careful, watch this, our level of belief could have us on the same level as demons. 
I need y'all to catch what I just said. If we're not careful, our level of belief will have us on the same level as demons. All because of somebody say what I believe. And it's important to note that James was not talking um, to unbelievers in this text. He was talking to believers. Somebody say me and you. Yeah, he was talking to me and you. I don't know if I put this on the on the screen. Did I put this? If you can go to the next, we're going way too far. Listen, I want you to see something what happens in James chapter 1 verse 1. Watch what the Bible says. This letter from James, a slave of God and the Lord of Jesus Christ, I'm writing to the 12 tribes. Somebody say believers scattered abroad greetings. So this means that in James chapter 2 verse 19, James is warning us that we can be saved and still live like demons. We can sing in the church and still live like demons. I need y'all to stay with me and you can sow abundantly in the church and still live like a demon. It's all determined by what I believe. And it's not because of sin, but because of the degree of our belief of God. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, do you believe God? I know that might seem like a simple question, but do you believe God? When, 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 when you get the diagnosis, do you really believe God? When you know that the check ain't lining up with the bill, do you believe God? When somebody that was close to you hurt your heart, do you still, somebody say, believe God? Because it's in the times of tragedy when, we, when our trust in God is really tested. I need y'all to catch what I just said. It's in the times of tragedy when our trust in God is really, someone say, tested. We know how to shout when everything's going right, but do you believe God in a time of tragedy? As believers, we must, yes, believe in God unto salvation, but we must also believe God, watch this, that he has both the ability and capacity to supply. I want to be able to believe God like that. I, I know that I'm saved, I'm sanctified, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, but I need to believe God that he has both the ability and the capacity, somebody say, to supply. Somebody might be saying, why is this significant, Pastor Keith? Because what you believe God to do will determine what God can do and will do in you. I need y'all to hear that one more time. And the reason why God ain't moving in some of our lives is because we don't believe God, watch this, to do what he can do in our lives. This is why Jesus declared this in Mark 9, 23, because y'all still don't believe me. Watch what the Bible says. If you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. So maybe the reason God is yet to do the very thing that he needs to do in my life is not because of his lack of power, it's because of my lack of belief. Ooh, God, I need you to move in our lives. Do the impossible. This means what God can do in the life of a, of a believer. Watch this. It's not determined by your resources. Somebody say not so. It's not determined by your reputation. Somebody say not so. And see, y'all ain't going to like this because it's going to mess up your theology. It's not even determined by what you deem as righteousness. Somebody say not so. In other words, it's determined by our ability to believe. Because watch this, your righteousness is as filthy rags. So it's not determined by your righteousness because God look at your righteousness as filthy rags. He says, do you believe me? Do you know, do you believe that I can do this in your life? There is nothing that God can't do and won't do for the believer that believes. I want to be that kind of believer, y'all. Well, there's nothing, somebody say nothing, that God.
God can't do for the believer that believes. So could it be the reason that God is yet to do what watches move in our lives like we need him to is because many of us have failed to believe. Because God's inability to do the impossible may be due to our inability to believe. If we really want God to do the impossible, somebody say, I got to believe. I got to believe. And this is why the voice version, I love this version of Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, 58. The Bible says, Jesus didn't bother to work wondrous miracles there in Nazareth because the people did not believe. Just as it is with, with the people of Nazareth, so it is with us. We limit what God will do in our lives to the level that we do not believe. Some might say, I limit God. And I know we, we, we don't like to say that. We don't like to put parameters around God. We believe that God can do all things. And, and somebody say, yes, he can. But what God can do in our life is based on, watch this, the access that we give him to do it. And that access, here's the good news. The access is that I believe. We're going to get these mics worked out because I don't know what's going on today. One Greek translation of the word believe in Mark 9, 23 is the word pistio. And one definition of this word is to entrust. Somebody say entrust. So in other words, to believe God, really what it means is that we've entrusted every care, every necessity, and the very being of our lives in the hands of God. I need y'all to catch what I just said. When we believe God, we've entrusted, somebody say every care every necessity and the very being of our lives in the hands of God. This means that every area that concerns us, we believe God to be aware of it, to give attention to it, and to also answer that very area. Someone say, do you believe? When you believe, I believe that God, you're already aware of it. I know it caught me off God. I know I didn't expect this in my journey. I know I was trying to live for you, but God, I know you're aware. And not only is God aware, when I believe, I'm believing God to give attention to that very care in my life. Someone say, I believe God. But it's one thing to, for God to be aware, for God to give attention to. When I believe God, I believe that God is going to answer it. And here's why this is so significant. When I really believe that, I start walking differently. <laughs> and you really know folk that don't believe God by how they navigate the issues of life. Someone say, believe God. Ooh, I, I, I want to be so unbothered by stuff. Eat because somebody say, I believe God. Yeah, I got that diagnosis, but I believe God. This is why you need the saints of old, the, the, the seasoned saints. Because you can tell they done been with God for a little bit. Because they don't act like we act when we get certain circumstances in our lives. And, and you know the old folks will tell you, just keep on living, baby. Because they believe God and they watch God move. Ooh, so hear this. The reality is, is that many believers don't live like we believe God. And therefore, we forsake his benefits. And that's, that's the next the portion of this sermon series that I want us to understand. I want us to talk about God's benefits to those that believe. Because some of y'all, y'all don't like missing out on benefits. Y'all know, y'all that work on full-time jobs, y'all, y'all want to make sure y'all got all them benefits. But watch this, we negate the benefits that God gives us when we don't believe. And I made mention of this several times in 2022. 
I made mention of this earlier this year, and I wanted to declare it again. This has to be a year where we enlarge our faith. Somebody say, God, enlarge my faith. Because your God enlarging your territory will be dependent upon you enlarging your faith. And you're praying to God for stuff that you want God to do. And God say, you don't even believe I can do it. Why would I do it for you and you don't even believe? Therefore, over the course of, course of these next few weeks, I want to examine and glean wisdom from this theme to them that believe God's benefits to those that believe. We're going to examine, watch this. Somebody say, I've got an inheritance. Yeah, but you got to believe. Somebody say, there's an impartation. Ooh, God's going to do something in you, but you have to believe. There's an invitation. Somebody say, I've got access. But you got to believe. But this morning, I want to examine the importance to them that believe. And I believe in my introduction, I laid out why it's critical that we believe God. But I believe our foundational text gives us a little bit more weight to the importance for us that believe. It's significant to note that we find Jesus in our foundational text admonishing these believers during what they call the Feast of Shelters. There's another common terminology for this feast that they were at. Somebody say the Feast of Tabernacles. And what's significant about the Feast of Tabernacles is that it was a time where the Jewish people would come together to celebrate and memorialize God's dwelling place. Somebody say his sanctuary. Somebody say his church. So, so, so God is admonishing them in this celebratory moment. Watch this to believe God. That's what a strange scenario that at a time where God, we know that this is your dwelling place. We know this is where your presence dwells and you're telling us to believe you while already in the place of celebration. Somebody said that's a weird scenario. Yeah, that's a real weird scenario. God, we already celebrating you. And notice how verse 37 of our foundational text puts it. It says, on the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds. In other words, Jesus did this at the peak of them celebrating God's temple. And he didn't just encourage them to believe, he exhorted them to believe. The text says that Jesus stood and shouted. What am I trying to say? They celebrated where God dwelled, yet still doubted him. Did y'all catch what I just said? As it was for them, some of us, it, it is for us. We're in the church, watch this, and we don't have confidence in God. I don't want to be found like Dana had us. Oh, I know it felt like a high time in God, but I don't want to be celebrating God in a place that I don't have confidence in him. Jesus said, I see y'all dancing. I see y'all got drinks and stuff. I see that y'all celebrating my temple, but you're still doubting me. What a sad tragedy that you can be in the church that God dwells and still doubt him. He came at this time of celebration but said, y'all in the church and y'all ain't got confidence in me. Yet Jesus in our foundational text reminds us why this not, must not be so. He wants us to have a sense of urgency that we give no room to unbelief. Because watch this. Because our ability to believe God makes room for how God intends to move in our lives. I need y'all to hear what I just said. Our ability to believe God gives him room for how he wants to move in our lives. Somebody say, help my unbelief. Yeah, help my unbelief. So here's what I want to do. Let's examine our text so that we can have a greater understanding of this importance for them that believe. Watch what verse number 38 says. Anyone who believes in me may come. Somebody say, may come. 
the provision of God requires his presence. Someone say, I need God's presence. And here lies one of the reasons that many believers fail to receive from God what they need from God because many believers fail to be in his presence. Someone say, I got to get in his presence. And, and I'm just going to break this down. Psalm 1611 reminds us that we receive the fullness of joy. Someone say, in his presence. Exodus 33, 14 reminds us that we receive rest in his presence. The reason some of y'all can't go to sleep, because you ain't been in his presence. Psalm 31, 20 reminds us that we receive safety. Someone say, in his presence. In other words, all provision from God is found in his presence. But even more, we fail to be in his presence when we fail to believe. You'll never get to God if you don't believe God. Someone say, I've got to believe God. This, this is the access that I get to God when I believe. Because it washes, it's our ability to believe God that gives us an invitation into the presence of Christ. So this is why believing God is so important. Because it finds us, it really gets us in the place of the presence of Christ. Y'all know how folks say, I was in God's presence, I was in the presence of Christ. No, no, you can't be because you're the same one that didn't believe God in that current situation. You cannot be. You always wavering in your faith in God. Anybody that waving their faith can't get in God's presence. Somebody say, I know it's right. I'm, 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 I'm giving you Bible. Watch this. This means, watch this, why our prayer in pursuit of God must always be accompanied with belief. I don't want to pray and I don't want to pursue God and not make it into his presence. And many of us can pray and pursue and never get there. Somebody say, it has to be accompanied with belief. I'm going to give you Bible. Watch what Mark chapter 11 verse 24 says. The Bible says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe. So it's not enough to just pray. Somebody say, I've got to believe. Oh, I got to believe. So somebody say, do you believe? Because despite what you may believe, God does not show up simply when you pray. God shows up at the place where you believe. Woo! Now, that's good news, y'all. This is why woo, the old saints could be in the hospital praying for somebody and God shows up. Watch this because they believe. I don't care how well you pray. I don't, I, do, somebody say, do you believe? See, I don't need no folk. When I get into situations where I'm on my deathbed and I'm in the hospital, I don't need no folks around me in that room who, don't, who do not believe. I need some folks that believe God. Because somebody say, I need God to show up. Stop calling everybody to pray for you that don't believe God. And you're wondering why your situation has not changed because they do not believe. Ooh, somebody said, I need God to show up. He said, when you pray, I need you to believe. And watch this, we have access to the presence of Christ and Christ moves at the place of our belief. At the place where you've been lied to, just believe and God will show up. At the place when you've been left alone, just believe and God will show up. At the place where you simply fell logs. Someone say, just believe and God will show up. Watch this. Watch what the worldwide English version of Luke 5.20 says. The Bible says this. Oh, listen, listen what the text says. You just make note of this. Jesus saw that they believed he would be healed. So he said to him, man, the wrong things you have done are forgiven. Because they believe, watch this, not only did they get access to Jesus, not only did Jesus answer their request, but Jesus gave them in abundance. 
This text is referencing these men that brought their friend down in the roof of the house where Jesus was. And because of their faith, they got access to Jesus in the midst of the crowd. So not only did they get access, not only did God answer, what says the Bible says, not about the healing, but man, your sins have been forgiven. Somebody say that's a benefit. We, when we go to God for one thing, God gives us, somebody say, abundance. Woo, that's good news. I don't know about nobody else. I was going to God for something else. And God blessed me with, somebody say, abundance. Woo, that's good news. But I've got to believe. I've got to believe. Yet it was at the place of belief that they received his presence. And this is why Hebrews 11 and 6 says, anyone who wants to come to him must, somebody shout, believe. So hear this, and I want to help somebody out. This means your title does not get you into his presence. Don't let nobody um, masquerade their title around you. That they're apostle this, they're prophet this. That don't matter if you don't believe. It's not your treasures. How many times have we heard preachers say, if you sow this seed, God going to do it for you? Somebody say, it's a lie from the pit of hell. And we say, oh, this is how God's going to move in my life. He said, somebody say, anyone. And hear this, it's not even your testimony that gets you into his presence. It's do you trust him? The text says anyone who wants to come must. Somebody say there's a requirement that I believe. So watch this. If you find it difficult to find yourself in the presence of God, one of the things you may want to examine is your doubt in God. It's not your title. It's not your treasures. It's not even your testimony. Ask your neighbor, do you believe? So where in your life do you not believe? That's a good question. Because watch this. At the place of unbelief, God is unavailable. Did y'all catch what I just said? At the place of unbelief, God is unavailable. So this is why I was talking to my wife on last night and I was just struggling with some stuff. Even when I have a level of unbelief, I got to connect myself with somebody who believes. Because even when I can't get to God for myself, oh, it don't look good. God, I can't even see my way out. I got to get a brother that can believe for me. Because somebody say that's dangerous. At the place of unbelief, God is unavailable. And somebody say, I gave you Bible. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe. And this is why the importance of them that believe is that those who believe have access to the presence of Christ. Because where we have his presence, watch this, we find his provision. Everything that I need from God, somebody say, is in his presence. But somebody say, first, I have to believe. I know this ain't going to be all what y'all want it to be, but I hope y'all seeing the benefits of it. Now, let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says, and drink. Somebody say, not that liquor. That That ain't what I'm trying to say. I made mention of this in my introduction, but it bears repeating again. Where there is no doubt, there is nothing that God can't do. Yeah, did y'all hear what I just said? Where there is no doubt, there is nothing that God can't do. And even more, we have the capacity to receive the impossible when we have full belief in God. Somebody say full confidence. 
This is why our foundational text not only says that we can come to God when we believe, but we can drink from his well. That, now, that's good news, y'all. In other words, we are partakers with Christ. Somebody say, I want to be a partaker. Yeah, I'm a partaker with Christ. This is why Hebrews 3.14 reminds us we have become partakers of Christ if we hold beginning of our confidence. Somebody say my belief. Steadfast to the end. This means that all that Christ has been given by God, watch this, we can take hold of when we believe God. Now that there is good news to me. I don't know about nobody else. That means, watch this, all that Christ has been given from God, somebody say, I can take hold of that. So the question is, when I look at all that Christ has, and I realize I ain't got it in my life, somebody say I need to check my belief. That means the power he's been given, the provision he's been given, even the peace he's been given, we can become partakers when we believe. This is why Jesus declares these words in John 14, 12, after he speaks of the authority of the Father given by him, the dwelling of the Father in him, and the works of the Father through him. Watch what the Bible says. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. That means there is nothing that Christ has received from the Father that the believer can't receive as long as they believe. I don't want any truth in the book that I not be a partaker of. And some of the stuff I limit God doing in my life because I don't believe. He said, the very works that I do, you shall do also. Every revelation of God that Christ received, we can be partakers. Somebody say spiritual understanding. Every resource of God that Christ has received, we can be partakers. Somebody say provision. Every response of God that Christ has received, somebody say we can be partakers. Somebody say miracles. I, I, I want all of that to manifest in my life. I want provision to manifest. I want the peace of God. I want the power of God. I want it to manifest in my life. And God is saying all you got to do is believe. So if you're struggling to receive what Christ has received, then the critical question you got to ask yourselves is, do you believe? If you ever do a study throughout the Gospels, before Jesus would do a miracle, he would ask them, do you believe? Because he wanted to know Do you even have the capacity for me to do what I need to do in your life? And many of us, we don't have the capacity for God to do what he wants to do in our life. Or even what we want God to do because we don't believe. Somebody say, I'm trying to enlarge my faith. I want to enlarge my faith because that means there is nothing that Christ has done that we can't take hold of when we believe. And the problem with, with, with many believers is that this, watch this, we reserve, that has been reserved for us, we fail to receive it from Christ because we do not believe. This is why Romans 8, 16, B through 17 says we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We become joint heirs with Christ or partakers when we believe. I don't know about y'all, but that's good news to me, y'all. Because that means there is nothing that Christ has that we can't take hold of. I want to walk in all that Christ has been given from the Father. I've I've made mention of this example before. When there's an an inheritance laid up for you, 
there's usually some stuff you got to do to get access to it. One, somebody got to die. Somebody say somebody got to die. That's the sad part. But typically there's some other things that you got to do in order to get access to that inheritance. God says there's one thing you got to do. Somebody say believe. I ain't trying to be no prosperity preacher this morning, but what I'm really trying to tell y'all is that we're missing out on benefits. Somebody say benefits. And we, and, and many of us, this is for those that try, that we've been traumatized by preachers that preach out of context. And because of that trauma, we limit what God really wants to do in our lives. Somebody say, just believe. Because I'm giving y'all a Bible. I ain't, trying to get you no, I ain't trying to get you no Lamborghini. I ain't trying to get you no mansion. Somebody say, I'm trying to get you God's benefits. Yeah, his benefits. I'm almost done, y'all. I just needed to teach this morning. Watch what the last portion of the text says. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water. Somebody say, shall flow from his heart. There must be an expectation for the believer that endeavors to believe. This is why I say we walk differently. Somebody say there's an expectation. Somebody may be saying, what do I mean? We have full confidence that what we believe, we will also see. That if I'm going to believe it, somebody say I'm going to see it. There should be this level of confidence. Because as what I've shared before, God moves when we, when we believe. That's good news. This is why Jesus says in our foundational text concerning the one that believes that rivers of living water will flow from his heart. So when we believe God, it's not if God will move, but it's when God will move. I know it don't look good now, but I expect God to move. I know folk are looking at me crazy because I still got my head held high, but I'm waiting on God to move. I know folk have left me and it looks like I've been discarded. But I'm waiting for when God will move. Somebody say it's when. Yeah, that's, a, that's another level of confidence. And, and, and watch this. When we pray and believe God, we look for great expectation when God will move. When we pursue and believe God, we look with great expectation when God will move. And when we press for and believe God, I don't know about nobody else, but I look for when God will move. Because when we move to believe, God promised to move on our behalf. Now that's good news, y'all. This is why the importance of them that believe is that those that believe receive the promise of Christ. The expectation of what we're believing God for. And this is why, watch this. The latter portion I talked about, Mark 11, verse 24. But watch what the latter portion of the text says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever you pray, things when you ask, you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Somebody say, there's an expectation. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to believe that God is going to move on my behalf, not just believe that he can do it, that he will do it. Somebody say, I'm going to see God move. Because what you will have God for is dependent upon what, watch this, what you believe God for. What you will have from God is dependent upon what I believe God for. Someone say, I got to believe. Even when the doctor's report isn't like you need it to be, do you believe the report of the Lord? Even when reconciliation seems unattainable, do you believe the Lord? Even when you don't have the resources you need, ask your neighbor, do you believe the Lord? 
Because God, watch this, what God will do is determined by when you believe. So could it be that God ain't do what you need him to do because he's waiting on you to believe? He's waiting in great expectation to do it in your life. And he's just waiting on us to believe. Someone say, God ain't got to wait on me no more. He ain't got to wait on me no more. So here's a word of wisdom. It's important for us to understand that what, what God will do will also require wisdom and works. Did y'all hear what I just said? Because see, this is the part where I ain't trying to be no prosperity preacher. See, what God, what, when God will do it will require, watch this, somebody say wisdom, wisdom. and works. Because you want God to do some stuff and you ain't operating in wisdom. And the other thing, you can't just sit on your behind. Somebody say, I need works. I'm going to give you Bible. Watch what James chapter 2 verse 22 says. Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. Somebody say, get the work. Don't ask God for a business and think the business just going to pop up. Somebody say, get the work. Don't ask for God for no spouse and to, and to be married and your behind still don't know how to take care of nobody else. Someone say, get to work. You, you, you nasty. You don't know how to share your stuff. Someone say, get to work. I've got to have a level of wisdom. I've got to know that I've got to get to work. And uh, you see the prosperity preacher will tell you just believe God but don't get to work. Someone say, the devil is a lie. I've got to get to work. I know you've been called to be a prophet. I know you've been called to be a pastor. But get in your word. Somebody say, get the word. Get the word. I, can't, I can't stand people, preachers who get up and don't know their word. And somebody say, it's preachers like that. You've got to get the work. You can't believe and just sit on your butt. Because here's what I'm trying to say. God ain't your servant. Somebody say, I'm his servant. So I need us to know, watch this. God, yes, will begin with our belief, but it is perfected by our wisdom and our works. The very thing that we need God to do in our life is going to be perfected by wisdom and works. Somebody say, get to work. The good news is that what Christ promises, he fulfills, and this is why the importance of them that believe, to those that believe, we receive the promise of Christ. I'm done, y'all. I want us to understand that there's an importance as to why we believe. All of my provision. Someone say all of my provision. is found in the presence of Christ. It's important that we believe. It's critical for every believer not to just believe in God, but to believe God. Because believing in God makes us no better than demons. Did y'all hear what I just said? I don't want to be in a church looking like a demon. I don't want to have the title Christian and looking like a demon. We've got people who shout, that dance, that run around churches and live like demons. Because how, how many of us know it's easy to believe God in church? It's not so easy when we out there. Because the preacher know how to shout us, the, the psalmist know how to shout us, and we just dance and we just happy. And we be like, girl, what happened to you when you get out of church? Someone say, that's a demon. And see, I ain't telling y'all what, what I believe. I'm telling you what I know. We can't afford to be on the same level as demons. And this is why we always must examine our level of belief. Listen, I ain't got no shame in my game, y'all. I know I'm a pastor. I know I'm a preacher. I know I'm all of that. And, and I ain't no bag of chips. But I, I, believe, I, I'm, I believe I have confidence in myself. But here's the other thing. I don't have no shame in my game spilling my whole soul to my wife. 
Because there's some areas in my life where I know I struggle with my unbelief. God, I know you said it, but help my unbelief. So I've got to connect with somebody because I'm always examining my level of belief. Because at the place of unbelief, God is unavailable. Because believing in God, I said this, makes us no better than demons. God gives benefits to us when we believe. And this is important why we believe. And our foundational text reminds us, I said this, that we get into the presence of Christ. We become partakers of Christ. And watch this, here's the good news. We become eligible to the promise of Christ. And this is why we must believe. Somebody say, I got to believe. But let's look at the last portion of the text and I'm done. The Bible says, because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. In other words, when we believe there is a promotion of Christ. Somebody say, I promote Christ. Christ says when we believe, a time will come when he will be glorified. In other words, y'all know, we, we sung the song, in my life be glorified, be glorified. God ain't never glorified in a believer that does not believe. He says, until you believe, this is the place where I can be, somebody say glorified. If you ever want God to really be glorified in your life, it's not about your little hashtag that you put on social media. It's not about the titles that you received in church. Somebody say it's at the point of belief. God will really never be glorified in your life until you believe. Let us stand to our feet. I know y'all ain't get the happy me today. I hope this made you happy though. I want us to believe whatever the area is where there was a man that came to Jesus and he asked him, do you believe? Said Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. I want you to begin to examine those areas of unbelief. Let God be fully exposed to them. Father, we thank you. We believe, God, that's why we're here today. But we need you to help our unbelief. There's some areas, God, where we don't have full confidence in you. We're going through God and we're like Job's wife. We feel like, God, you are not aware of where we are. We feel like, like God, you have not given attention to the issues that happen in our life. Matter of fact, God, even if you're aware and you've given attention, God, we're living like you will not answer them. Help our unbelief. We want you to be glorified in our life. God, help us take the limits off of you in our own life. And those limits are put on at the place of unbelief. There is nothing that you can do for the believer that believes. We're struggling, God. Many of us are at roadblocks in our life. We don't know where to turn. We don't know what to do. God, we're struggling to see your hand in it. And your God waiting in great expectation for us to believe. Let us believe for that marriage, God. Let us believe, God, for that dream you've given us. Let us, God, give, let us believe for that business idea, that ministry, God, that son that is wayward, God. We know it's been years, God, but help us believe. God, many of us have been disconnected from our mothers and our fathers. Matter of fact, God, some of us ain't talked to our daddies in years. Help us to believe that you can reconcile. Let us take the limits off of you, God, and 
us at the place of belief. Strengthen our hearts, God, we pray. You, God, said that all things are possible for them that believe. Help us to believe, God. Thank you, God, for the presence of Christ that we receive when we believe. Thank you, God, that we become partakers of Christ when we believe. Thank you, God, that we can receive the promise of Christ when we believe. But, God, we want you to be promoted in our lives. Be glorified. Somebody say, God, be glorified. Somebody say, God, be glorified. Somebody say, God, be glorified. God, we say it like we mean it, God, because we need you to be glorified in our lives. Help us to believe, God. Let this not, God, simply be a moment where we believe it in the church and we walk out there and do not believe. Let us not fall to pieces when the issues of life arise. But God, help us to believe. God, even when others may be looking at us crazy, we wait in great expectation for you to move because we first believe. So God, every area of unbelief, help us, we pray. Just as that father declared, God, help our unbelief. We love you, God, we adore you, and we bless your name. And every believer that really desires to believe, say thank God and amen. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise.